again, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Cotton Grower Magazine's Cotton Companion Podcast. I'm Jim Stedman, editor of Cotton Grower, and with me as always is my colleague and friend, Beck Barnes. Well, Beck, as usual, the Cotton Companion butterfly effect is still working. All we had to do was spend the better part of last week reporting about how cooler, wet conditions were stalling out cotton planting in many parts of the cotton belt. And lo and behold, the weekend and early part of this week brought that warmer, perfect planting conditions that growers have been waiting for. So once again, you want to see a change in almost anything related to cotton production, apparently all we have to do is talk about the opposite on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, is it a butterfly effect? That if, if we were gambling, you would say always fade what the Cotton Companion hosts talk about because, yeah, we generally say if we mention it, things are going in the opposite direction. You, you know, that used to be, used to work pretty well. You know, I can remember uh, a few times where we would talk about, you know, drought there in the Southwest and then you would, you would, or one of the editors, you or I, would take a trip out there and there would be a little pocket of rain and a little bitty town, you know. Yep. Well, a little, little half inch of rain, quarter inch of rain and in whiteface or, I don't know, wherever, wherever, whatever little town we went to out there. So anyhow, sometimes it's good. Um, definitely don't base your uh, uh, practices in the field off of what we tell you the weather's going to do, though. No, not not at all. Not at all. We we watch the weather just as much as anybody else does. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and to be sure, you know, the recent reports that we got from our, our contributing crop scan consultants, you know, pointed out that, you know, pointed out the impact this recent weather was really having on, on cotton planting. And most of them were still calling for a little bit of patience for growers. But the general consensus was when conditions were right, growers were going to be ready to go and, and go quickly. Yeah, that patience, that patience went out the window, as we're about It to did see. go out the window, yeah. definitely. And really, all you had to do was look at, at USDA's crop progress report for, for last week to see the planting progress that was made in many states. I think overall cotton planting jumped seven percentage points up to 22% across the cotton belt. Really just one, you know, one tick off the the five-year average for the date. When you look at some of the individual state increases in the past week, it gets really impressive. Missouri jumped 35 points from 5% up to 40%. Louisiana went from 17% to 40%. Arkansas went from 9% to 30%. Mississippi jumped from 4% to 25%. And Arizona just kept its percentages rolling with a with another 20-point increase. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would just jump in there and say, you know, Jim, you and I know well, it, it was 90 degrees here over the uh, past few oh, yeah. here in Memphis. So, yeah, it makes sense to hear a lot of those Mid-South states being the big the big jumps. Yeah, you know, and it's obviously it's all of it's good news. Yeah. And I think it's even better to finally say that uh, planting is now reported in, in all of the 15 cotton-producing states, says USDA. Um and if this weather holds, and even though there are some scattered showers forecast in certain areas, and I think it will be scattered at this point, those planters can make up a lot of ground pretty quickly. I think uh, Tucker Miller noted that you know if he can, if if all this will, will settle out and the cold weather move ahead, they can get all their cotton planted in five days. Crazy to think about. It is. It is. And of course, our fingers are still crossed. Uh, there is also a little bit of rain in the near-term forecast for West Texas. Uh, that would be great. That would certainly help kickstart planting off in that 
important region, considering I think their window opens officially maybe next week uh, for, uh, for planting. So anyway, the 2023 season is now officially off and running. Uh, and because of that, we thought it'd be a good time to get a grower's perspective on the start of this season and, uh, and some impressions of what this year could potentially mean at the farm level. We're going to visit with our good friend and longtime industry expert, Keelan Goldston, who is now happily managing his family farm near Baldwin, Mississippi. And despite what he may say, he is certainly no ordinary cotton farmer. And we look forward to seeing what he has uh, to tell us today. Before Keelan joins us, though, those of us here at Cotton Grower have a request. Our Cotton Kids page is one of the most popular features in every issue of Cotton Grower magazine. And over the years, it's become every parent's and grandparent's opportunity to showcase their favorite kids and to get a few bragging rights in the process. Now, submissions of Cotton Kids photos have really been amazing this year, and we certainly appreciate those who have shared photos with us. But as we're moving into our summer and early fall issues and, and really beyond that, we need more photo submissions to help us highlight some of the cutest kids in the world. So we're asking you to grab those cameras and cell phones and send us your best shots. An open cotton background is great, but it's certainly not necessary. So here's what you need to do. Number one, we're only accepting electronic submissions for Cotton Kids photos now. So please attach high-res photo file in an email to me. That's at jstedman, J-S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N, at meistermedia.com. That's M-E-I-S. T-E-R-M-E-D-I-A dot com. We'll store these photos in the order in which they're received for use on the Cotton Kids page. Make sure to include contact information for yourself, your hometown, and identifying information for any children in the photos. We also need your expressly written permission granting Cotton Grower Magazine the ability to use your photo on the Cotton Kids page. As always, please note that special precautionary measures are taken to ensure safety and protect the identity of all submitted photos. All this information you can find, if you need to re refresh your memory, you can all find it on our website at cottongrower.com. Thanks for helping us out and for making all those grandparents happy. We're looking forward to seeing your photos. Well, now we're pleased to welcome Keelan Goldston, cotton grower from Baldwin, Mississippi, into the Cotton Companion Virtual Studio. I will decline to say how many decades Keelan, Beck, and I have known each other for fear that someone might start ciphering how old we really are. So, Keelan, despite that feeble introduction, welcome to the Cotton Companion. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. I look forward to visiting with, with you and Beck this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Keelan. Gosh, uh, man, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, you know, by way of uh, just giving some context to our listeners, the first time I really got to start uh, spending some time with Keelan, the, I was going around the country and visiting with uh, some Delta Pine NPE growers, and Keelan was kind of leading that program at the time, so I got to know this big fella who would be standing out in the middle of a cotton field in South Georgia or the Boot Hill of Missouri or West Texas. He was an early adapter of an iPad. He was always plugging data into his iPad, and then... Uh, few years later, I got to go spend an afternoon uh, on his farm there in Baldwin, down near, near Tupelo, and it was so interesting to me to find that Keelan, uh, the, the people in the little community around there, 
had discovered that Keelan had this green thumb too. So he wasn't advising cotton farmers anymore. It was neighbors coming over asking about, you know, all sorts of different plants. So, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed that about Keelan. He's always been curious about nature and uh, has a wealth of knowledge to show for it uh, after many years. So, uh, man, I'm happy to have you here. And and I wanted to start there, uh, Keelan, by talking about your farming operation. You are now strictly farming. You're not working for any uh, brand or company at the moment. And so uh, tell me a little bit about that farm. How long has it been in your family? Uh, tell us about uh, your acreage. What's your crop mix? All that good stuff. Becca, I'm actually the fifth generation to try to hold on to this farm. Uh, it's It's been in the family a long time, and, and hopefully with all the kids and grandkids, it'll stay in it for a few more generations. Uh, we're a uh, we're in the hill country, so we farm corn and cotton is about what we do in row crop. We used to grow some corn and cotton rotation works really well. Uh, we, we try to go at least two years in cotton and then a year of corn. Sometimes we'll go three years in cotton. Uh, we've got about 140 mama cows that we mess with, and, and really we got a lot of land that we can't do much of anything else with it's either would be in trees or in cattle and i like messing with a cow so that that's pretty much what we do yes yeah, that's, that's plenty enough to keep you busy i know um i guess for you know the purposes of of this podcast though we will uh we'll kind of hone in on that cotton crop and uh, i know it's been a slow start for a lot of growers in terms of planting it's kind of been cool and wet through much of april uh, around here and we should say you're not too when i say around here our listeners know i mean memphis but you're not too terribly far from us you're only about an hour kind of southeast of here so uh, where do you stand on planting progress right now on your operation and uh, when will that planting window close for you well we're we're it, we've got everything uh, that we had all prep work done on we we've got it planted uh, we should get done you know if, if we could get till sunday we we'd be close to getting wound up we're, we're having to go back in and now and you know get prep the land and then plant and that that slows the operation down but uh we're, we're making good progress it's just now getting dry enough in some places uh, a lot of our farm is in 20 mile bottom and that's just pretty wet ground to start with so we're making good progress we should get done like i said this week if we can miss those rains tonight and tomorrow we we got about six tenths last sunday well uh, keelan as, as beck mentioned you know you've been involved in this industry for for more than a few years as a grower what sort of challenges uh are you dealing with this year you know anything anything more more than usual years of working with with delta pine and and talking with with growers and, and especially in pe growers over the last 16 or 17 years planting rates and those kind of things and you know it, we, we may have been blessed that it stayed wet while it was cool because we didn't get a lot of cotton planted not very much cotton at all planted in april and I, I really think that's a good thing because the soil temperatures were so cool that I feel like we would have had a lot of chilling injury had we been dry enough and, and planted into those cool temperatures. Now then, we've got great temperatures. You know, we, we get the cotton in the ground. It's going to come up quick, five to seven days, I would say, right now. 
in, in that means you're not going to have the seedling disease. You're not going to have chilling injury to those roots. And you're just going to develop a, a you're, you're going to develop a plant quicker, but you're going to develop a much healthier plant now than you would have two weeks ago. Well, obviously you still have a lot of friends and contacts uh, across the cotton industry. Uh, what are you hearing from folks in other areas about this year's well, I, I think the the biggest challenge that, that farmers, myself included, have had this year is trying to figure out where to go to, to, to have the highest possibility of profitability this year because, you know, all commodity prices have weakened considerably. And, and while some of the input prices have come down, a lot of them had. So this is one of those years and a told my boys this is one of those years where you, you got to dot all your i's and cross all your t's because it's uh it is it's going it looks like right now it's going to be one of those years uh where profitability is going to be a little bit harder to come by than it has the last few years you know if, if god blesses us with a good year and, and we make a good crop the profitability will be there we're going to need a good crop this year to, to come out and make the kind of return on the investment that we look for well, obviously, you still have a lot of friends and contacts across the cotton industry. What are you hearing from folks in other areas about this year's crop? Well, I, I think uh, most of the, the southern part of East Texas up through the Brazos Bottoms has, has gotten a real good start this year. Uh, in fact, I, I talked to one of my friends down there last week, and, and their cotton's up, growing, uh, looks good so far, uh, you know, pretty light pest years uh, for them so far. Um, the southeast, uh, South Georgia, South Alabama, probably two weeks late, but they're making really good progress right now. I, I would say the part that's probably behind further than anywhere else is, is the North Delta, you know, north, or the northern mid-south, say, you know, maybe Highway 8 North. If, if you go there up on Grenada North, it was just been a little bit wetter. But we still got time. You know, I, I don't really worry about cotton until May the 20th. Then I, I kind of, after May the 20th, I, I, I kind of start looking at planting rate and what variety I'm planting. I want to get something a little bit earlier season if I get much past May the 20th. I'm, I'm with Beck. Obviously, I've, I've been to your farm and we've driven by some fields and things like that. And I'm trying to recall you have any irrigation on your farm at all, or are you all dry land? We we got a small amount of irrigation uh, down in, in the bottom, but mostly it, it's dry land. Okay. Looking, I know we've had a lot of rain recently, and, and California has certainly, you know, washed out of its drought in a big way. Uh, is water going to be a big issue this year outside of the high plains and maybe other parts of the southwest? What about mid-south, southeast? Are we still in that same category of we're only... 10 days away from a drought? Well, we're, we're going into this planting season with a good soil moisture profile. And, and that, especially with cotton, it, it'll carry you a long way. One of the reasons that I think that, that cotton is, is so popular with me on my farm is, is because it is the most drought-tolerant crop I know of that we can grow. And if we can start out with a good soil profile and get just a couple of times of rains, we, we'll be in pretty good shape. Uh, I, you know, last year, 
I guess the best way to answer that question is, is last year was one of the driest years that I can remember in recent history for us here here around Baldwin. And we had the highest cotton yields on this farm that we've ever had. Small rains throughout the year. We, we didn't get those two and three inch rains like we'd been getting the four or five years before, but we'd get a half an inch or three quarters of an inch. And it, it was just what the cotton needed. We had a lot of clear, radiant sunshine and open days. And th that's what it takes to make really high yield. Well, I got, well, I got one last question for you. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what your answer is on it. Uh, We've all been, we're all part of this industry and it's, it's a, it's a really, really great industry to be part of, but what is it about cotton farming that makes you happy, Keelan? Well, well you know, if I could make three bales and get a dollar a pound, I'd be a lady every year. <laughs> the thing that I love about cotton is you farm it from the day it comes up till the day you harvest it. I can take cotton and I can manage it. I, I can make it earlier. I can make it later. I, I don't know how to do that with soybeans or corn. I can I manage the insects throughout the year. I, and y'all both know I, there's no, nowhere I'd rather be than walking a cotton field and, and learning from that plan about, you know, what it's done and, and what it needs to continue to do well. So I, I just love it because of that aspect of it, it returns to you good things if you spend time with it and manage it. Well, I tell you, here's hoping it's a, it's, it's a happy season for you, Keelan, and, and for all the other cotton growers out there this year. Thanks so much for taking time to visit with us today. And, man, if we can make it work, I think Beck and I would, would love to come back out and sit on the front porch and walk some fields and, and visit with you later this season. I, I look forward to that. We'd love to have y'all. I'll even see if Miss Teresa will cook lunch for you. Oh, there you go. I'm all in. Yep. Say no more. Yep. We'll start comparing calendars pretty soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Keelan. All right. Thank you, Keelan. Thank you. So, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Cotton Companion Podcast. We want to thank Keelan Dolston for sharing uh, a grower's perspective with us today. And as always, we want to thank you, our dear listeners, for joining us. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and if you like what you've heard, please be sure to spread the word and tell your friends about the Cotton Companion podcast. Here's where and how they can find us. You can find the Cotton Companion in three easy ways. First, go to cottongrower.com forward slash companion, or simply click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. Second, subscribe to our channel on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts these days. And three, sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, The Cotton Grower E-News, that's delivered to your email inbox every Tuesday morning. You can do that by going to cottongrower.com forward slash subscribe. Also, be sure to follow Cotton Grower on social media. We are at Cotton Grower Mag on Twitter. And on Facebook, you'll find us by searching for Cotton Grower Magazine. Cotton Companion Podcast is produced twice monthly. Tyler Hatch and Kim Henderson are talented colleagues, the world headquarters for Meister Media Worldwide in lovely Willoughby, Ohio. I'm Jim Stedman, he's Beck Barnes, and we'll be back with you in two weeks with the next episode of The Cotton Companion. And remember, if those Cotton Kids photos to us, we'll certainly be watching for them. 
Yeah, he works and he works and he works and he works all day. 